0: This episode contains material that one may find uncomfortable. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to an offshoot of the Keep It To Yourself podcast entitled Crime, a production of Kitty Pod Productions. The purpose of this podcast is twofold. First, for those of you who've been living under a rock the last month or so, there is currently a worldwide pandemic involving the COVID-19 virus, otherwise known as coronavirus, and leaders of all stripes have enforced quarantine orders. So, with many people, myself included, forced to stay at home, there have been a number of my favorite podcasts that have been forced to do offshoots of same, with various deviations from their original path, all in the name of providing extra content to their listeners. For example, Dumb People Town has started doing a podcast series breaking down each episode of the recent Netflix series Tiger King, but that's not what you're here for. Second of all, long before this pandemic began, true crime podcasts sprung up like mushrooms after a rainstorm, My Favorite Murder, The Last Podcast on the Left, etc. It may feel like I'm riding the wave of popularity on this front, but given current events, Any Old Port in a Storm. What hasn't been discussed on a podcast are occurrences of true crime in New York's capital region in particular, hence why the first two layers of the title of this podcast are capitalized. But this podcast will often go outside the traditional four counties that usually make up the area. Albany, Rensselaer, Schenectady, and Saratoga. While the subject of our inaugural episode took place far away from the 518, it still made the news around these parts. The Abduction and Murder of Sarah Ann Wood. And here begins Episode 1. Sarah Ann Wood was born on March 4, 1981 in the area around Utica, New York. She was the daughter of Robert, a preacher, and Francis. According to her teacher in what turned out to be her last year in the Sauquit Valley School District, she was, quote, a happy, bubbly kid, end quote, who usually emitted laughter from her classmates whenever she made a silly remark. The teacher in question, Nancy Trost Waldeck, recalled an instance where Wood told her a secret. Her family was looking forward to seeing country singer Dolly Parton in concert that summer. Unfortunately, those plans never materialized, as that was the summer Wood disappeared. On August 18, 1993, around 2.30 in the afternoon, Wood was riding at her bicycle in the small town of Litchfield, Herkimer County. It was near an area of brush, that various personal effects were found. A coloring book with crayons, and of course, her bicycle. Missing person reports stated that Wood had been last seen wearing a pink t-shirt with the words, Guess Who, embroidered on the front, a pair of turquoise blue shorts, and a pair of brown sandals. So, 1990s. The rest of Wood's family did not lag in spreading the word about their daughter's disappearance. According to her brother Dusty, the family immediately sprang into action, printing out missing posters by way of Xerox copiers. Again, this was the mid-1990s. The internet and social media collectively hadn't been invented yet, not even by Al Gore. Neither was the Amber Alert System, which has been in use nationwide for well over a decade. Just one week into the year 1994, with the search for Sarah Ann Wood taking no breaks for the holidays, a person came into the upstate New York consciousness and that of the world. He would come to be inexorably linked with his adductee. His name was Louis S. Lent, Jr., Previously, Lent was working as a janitor at a movie theater in Pittsfield, Massachusetts, a few miles south of where both your narrator's father grew up and the place where many of his relatives reside to this day. The Wood murder would neither be Lent's first run in with the law nor would this be his first child abduction. On the evening of October 22, 1990, 12 year old Jimmy Bernardo was abducted and killed in the aforementioned cinema. At Lent's hands. Early in the morning of January 7th, 1994, Lent abducted and murdered a 12-year-old girl named Rebecca Savarese, also in Pittsfield. Lent tried to forcibly lure Savarese into his pickup truck with a gun. Savarese bought time in fooling Lent that she was suddenly out of breath. Her deke ultimately succeeded, making a run for it and leaving the backpack behind. Ultimately, Lent gave up the abduction when another adult male showed up to help and swiftly drove away. This unknown good Samaritan took down the license number of Lent's truck and thus set the wheels in motion for Lent's capture and arrest. News of the attempted abduction of Savarese made its way from the heart of the Berkshires to all corners of the world but it took most of the year for Lent to finally confess to the disappearance of Sarah Ann Wood, as well as for law enforcement agencies in upstate New York to link Lent to Wood's murder. On a side note, authorities in New York determined that Lent made frequent visits to see family in the area. For their part, their counterparts in western Massachusetts convicted Lent for the attempted abduction of Savaries on January 12, 1995. The charges levied against him in court were assault and battery, larceny, kidnapping, and assault with a dangerous weapon. Almost a year and a half later, Lent was sentenced to life in prison without parole for the murder of Jimmy Bernardo earlier in the decade, while in Berkshire Superior Court, Lent received the concurrent sentence of 9 to 10 years. To bring this back to the Empire State, Bernardo's naked body was found in the town of Newfield outside of Ithaca, New York. Before his conviction, Lent had drawn up a map for police claiming that he had left Wood's body somewhere in the Adirondack Mountains. However, the subsequent search in the hamlet of Racket Lake, Hamilton County, turned up nothing. It was south of that mountain chain that the New York version of the Lent trial took place in early 1997. Patrick Kirk presided over the trial with Wood's parents in attendance, looking for some semblance of their daughter's whereabouts, from the murderer himself. Judge Kirk handed down a sentence of 25 years to life in state prison. Kirk even considered the death penalty for Lent, who was declared ineligible, for that type of punishment. While that on its face would have been enough to give the Woods even the tiniest semblance of closure, disappointment quickly took over as Lent never disclosed the real burial place upon exiting the Herkimer County Courthouse for the long ride back to the Bay State. Woods' brother, Dusty, used his sister's disappearance to spread awareness in his own right for missing persons. Joining the handful of law enforcement officials who assisted in the search, in a 500-mile bike ride to Washington, D.C. This later became the Mohawk Valley version of the Ride for Missing Children, with satellite events taking place in the various main cities along the New York Thruway Corridor. As of early 2020, when this episode is being recorded, Lewis Lent is currently serving two consecutive life sentences in a state prison in Massachusetts. But in spite of two trials both in that state and here in the Empire State, the abduction and murder of Sarah Ann Wood remains a cold case waiting to be solved. And sadly, the place where she ended up is still a mystery to this day. Thank you for listening to the inaugural episode of Crime, the Capital Region's first and only true crime podcast. If you like what you heard, give both this and the usually more lighthearted Keep It to Yourself podcast a five-star rating and a good write-up on Apple Podcasts. You can also download and subscribe to this podcast there as well as on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or the platform of your choosing. Till next week, I've been your host, Jason Bullet, and please be safe out there. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.